Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. It is Friday, March 11th into Saturday, March 12th, 2022. And I'd like to welcome you all to the broadcast whenever and wherever you are listening around the world, morning, noon, or night. If you're listening in the free archive on the website or on the radio and podcast player of your choice, welcome to the show. And a special thank you and welcome to all of you listening in the advertisement free archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. Because of you, we can continue to do this show Monday through Friday. All of you who subscribe and buy copies of my books on the website, thank you again so, so much for allowing us to do what we do here on this show. Something I think is quite unique in the radio and podcast world. If you'd like to contact us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. We are also on Gab and Gitter. And you can also find us, furthermore, on Patreon for behind the scenes videos and content. You can communicate with us there behind the scenes. And the last thing is our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. There is a link to their website on our website the slider bar at the top of the page. Click that. Go see what Pro One Water Filters has. Now is good a time as ever to get a water filter for your home, for yourself, for your friends, for your family. Just visit our website. Click on the link for Pro One. We also have another affiliate called the Tuttle Twins. You can check that out as well on the website. I keep thinking of different things to discuss that aren't related to geopolitical events. And it's becoming more difficult because the world is being, in my opinion, artificially thrust into chaos. And a lot of that is a result of the media we consume. So we see what is being presented to us as attacks on hospitals, attacks on schools, kids losing their parents, refugees. We're told about disease outbreaks, we're told about war, we're told about innocent civilians being killed. And this isn't a new thing in the last couple of weeks. It's what we always hear when we turn on the news. So this shapes our worldview. And especially in times of turmoil, in times of chaos, especially around the Ides of March, and astronomical, astrological alignments and events like the Pluto Returns, We look to supernatural, or at least we hope to look to supernatural forces to provide us some kind of protection. We we pray. I think a lot more people pray than uh, they'd like to admit because that's kind of seen as superstitious, right? And we know the word superstition. It's left over from the past. Anything left over from the past that we don't fully have an understanding of why our ancestors did it or we don't really know why it's a custom We might still do it because it's cultural, because we learn to do it, but prayer is a superstitious thing, right? Who prays? 
We don't need to pray. Instead of praying, we can listen to the doctors. We can listen to the scientists. And when we offset, when we unload that internal contemplation, that internal speaking to ourselves, to our higher selves, we are giving authority to others to control our subconscious, to control our unconscious. I'm a firm believer in that. That doesn't mean we shouldn't listen to doctors and scientists. I'm simply saying that when we turn over prayer, when we turn over internal examination and talking to ourselves in a way that helps us to to become more strong, to become better people, then we see, I think, a decrease in moral values and a decrease in individual responsibility. And I think that's what religion really provides us. I I think religion and even the concept, not even what we might individually call God, but the concept of God, the concept of morality within religion, the, the idea that there are supernatural forces that are watching, that are guiding, encourage people to do the right thing. Now, I'm not a believer myself in the idea that we should convince kids at a young age that God is always watching, do the right thing, and if you don't, God's going to punish you, he's going to smite you. I get the concept of it, but I think we can have more conscious and logical and rational and intelligent conversations about similar concepts today. There, I think there are ways to, to teach these ideas to children and to, to practice these things ourselves without relying on what amounts to a religious behavioral psychology, essentially, of, of just basically brainwashing and convincing people that this is the right thing to do, this is how you should act. And if you don't do the right thing, there's going to be some demon or some god that's going to, to smite you and you're going to be punished. But I get the idea. And, you know, when people ask me, you know, what do you think we could do to make the world a better place? I mean, there are a lot of things you can personally do. One is just turning television off and stop, stop watching the news because that creates this chaotic world perception. But the other thing you can do other than, you know, I don't know, taking control of, you know, water filtration, you know, water, uh, water. Uh, cleaning your water, your, your food, uh, maybe exercising, reading a book. I mean, a lot of things you can do. But I think one of the big things we can do is inject the idea of the concept of God back into the culture. Because when we do that, it's not because God's watching and is going to smite us, but it provides us with a moral guideline, uh, a moral uh, compass, if you will, to determine what is right and what is wrong, and furthermore, to realize that there are supernatural forces in the world. And if you want proof of that, look at your own body. Your body is raw material. You know, the cells and and DNA, which is so complex that nobody can explain it. I mean, you have, I mean, you're carbon-based, right? And, I mean, your fingernails are made of minerals, and your teeth, and, like, your body is a physical thing. It's like this this microphone, right? And it's like this, this mixing board here. It's like this, this fader. I can turn the volume up and down. It's like this computer. It's like this, this piece of paper here. It's material. But there's nothing animating this piece of paper unless I pick it up and animate it. There is something animating my body. That's what we call Ryan Gable. That's what we might call whatever your name is. 
but there's something animating, animating my body. There's something that we could identify as spiritual, right? And we've been discussing the last couple of nights about what spiritual involution and evolution are. Involution is when the spirit comes into matter. You can look at this on the tree of life. And evolution is when the spirit rises out of matter and reconnects, reunites with the source. Now, in magical practice, in Kabbalah, this is symbolized, this is represented by a sword and a serpent. The sword and the serpent help the process of involution and evolution. You know, about the kundalini on the spine, that serpent on the spine crawling up the spine to the head, the base chakra to the top chakra, and the idea that we can we can reunite with source, connect with with our holy guardian angel, for example. I mean, just different. There's different ways to interpret this. I, I think that this is a more a more um, practical and logical way to look at the world. I mean, it provides us with some kind of substance internally, rather than externalizing ourselves and giving authority to institutions, to individual uh, fields of study, to individuals, to experts, etc. Not not in the you know in the specific sense, but in the general sense. And when we do this, I I think it's a more logical way to look at the world and to live our lives than to see things from the point of view of not necessarily atheism, but this this idea of like postmodernism, where there is no such thing as right or wrong. You know, moral relativism. Everything is just totally and absolutely opinion based, and there's no such thing as a fact. There's no such thing as reality. You know, which is kind of strange because the people that have those beliefs, they don't really believe that there's anything, you know, like almost like an atheistic point of view. There's no purpose to life. There's no meaning. And and they always say, you're scared of there being nothing. I always say, I think you're scared of there being something. I don't really understand that point of view because there clearly is something animating animals. There's clearly something animating us. There's clearly something animating the world. And then people say, well, that's, that's just natural things. Well, well, yes, that those are natural things. This is why I don't understand ev- why evolution can't be part of creation. I don't personally believe in all the aspects of Darwinian evolution, but why can't evolution be part of the natural order that God created? And then God set it in motion, and then the motion led to the evolutionary process to some extent. I'm not saying humans came from aped. apes. I personally don't believe that. I'm simply saying that I think these things can coexist, and I think... By coexisting and internalizing the way that we look at the world, only internalizing from the point of view that we can go inside, communicate with the self, the thing that we really are, and then use that to look back out at the world from a different point of view. Because right now we externalize everything and then that comes back in to control the internal. We should internalize things so we can reach out and control the external, if that makes any sense. So, Supernatural things, you know, are typically seen as, I mean, it's just paranormal. Anything that's paranormal, anything that's supernatural, you know, these things for thousands of years might have been classified. We we classify them now as superstitious. You know, our ancestors, the supernatural paranormal events to them, you know, they might not have even identified them. Uh, and and certain supernatural or paranormal events, you know, certainly are explainable by science, but. Virtually all supernatural and paranormal events outside of like paranormal investigation, late night radio and stuff like that is it's just handed over to science by religion. I mean, the church doesn't really 
acknowledge and look into cases of miracles like they used to. I mean, they'll, they'll investigate a, a weeping statue here or there, but they they usually say that those are those are frauds or that they, they can't confirm that the statue is actually weeping, you know, tears or blood or whatever. Um, there were a couple of cases that the church has, I guess you could say they, they confirmed. Uh, I'm not sure what the process was, but they confirmed two instances that were unexplainable of Virgin Mary statues that were appearing to cry, one in Syracuse, Italy in 1953, and one was uh, Our Lady of Akita in Japan in 1988. Those are the only two cases that the church has confirmed, quote-unquote, were, were actually crying. They can't identify you know, the source otherwise, that it was a fraud. But you know, these things really aren't looked at. I mean, if you watch a TV show like Evil, that's based on you know, the, the church is investigating miracles and, and, and supernatural events. It's, that's kind of an interesting show. But, you know, science is, is basically the, the operator now of these kinds of investigations, which when the church turns this over to science, when our culture turns this over to science, it's not that science can't explain these things. It's that science tends to reject them as frauds without much investigation at all. Science tends to reject them as hallucinations, and any other similar conclusion. So as religion doesn't really investigate these things, science doesn't really investigate them either. And as a result of that, we're left with wondering what these strange events are when they occur, if if they're anything other than, well, superstition, or if they are truly supernatural, they are beyond the natural explanation, and we can't explain them, and we don't really understand what they are or what they mean. You know, from weeping statues that cry tears and blood and oil to apparitions of the Holy Virgin Mother. And, you know, the Holy Virgin Mother, Mother Mary, or, you know, people wear patron saints around their neck or they wear archangels. You know, these are figures that are there to symbolize and to draw down the the sympathetic magic, if you will, to draw down the powers of those those planets that the archangels are associated with or, you know, the saints or the, the, the Virgin Mary or people wear a cross with Jesus. I mean, that I don't know how that isn't supernatural. I don't know how that isn't, in a sense, paranormal. It's abnormal. It's beyond the natural world. It's divine. I, I mean, people that walk around with crosses and, and, and a Jesus on them are the last people to talk about ghosts and aliens most of the time, but they're the people that are literally believing in the foundation for those beliefs. So when you have those symbols, they are symbols of strength. They are, are, they're symbols of protection. And uh, this is what I've been telling you the last couple of nights. When you look at those Zs on the Russian tanks, we can discuss what we think those Zs mean. But in terms of you know, military, in terms of uh, you know, occupying an, another nation or you know, just in general, you know, every country wants to be strong. So, you know, the Russians use the eagle. We use the, the Iranians use the eagle. You know, different countries use different symbols, but they represent strength. They represent power. They represent, you know, victory. They represent protection. A lot of things. Um, you know, the Z is also the, the, the sigil, which is a ruin, or the sigil, which is a ruin. And that ruin represents power and strength. And uh, these qualities, along with the quality of, of victory and success, are the qualities of Jupiter, the Roman Jupiter, and Zeus, the Greek Zeus. And the sigil or the sigil is also 
the lightning bolt, which is the lightning bolt that Zeus holds and that Zeus throws and that Zeus shoots. In Hebrew, the Zion, the letter of the alphabet, the Z, Zion, is associated with the sword. The Z or the S is also the serpent. So we have the sword and the serpent once again, the Kabbalistic sword and serpent in the Z. Zeus has a brother as well. Zeus's brother is Poseidon or Neptune. And Poseidon wields the trident. And the trident, of course, controls the waters. The waters are emotions. And you could even spell that emotions, oceans, emotions. And in water, we have currents. And the currents, like currency, is energy, money. It's our energy. It's our emotions. So the Poseidon trident controls our emotions, controls energy, controls currents. And what is energy? Energy is electricity. The Z is electricity. So when you look at the situation in Ukraine, you see their coat of arms as the trident, and you see the Z on the Russian tanks, and you basically have this this open global acknowledgement of these underlying symbols that also take us back, if you've listened to this show, and and if you've never listened to The Secret Teachings or you didn't listen to the shows we did with Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero, I've literally never heard anybody else talk about the Super Bowl symbolism that, that we've discussed here on this show and on Ground Zero. The, the Super Bowl itself, of course, is the bowl. The libations are poured out. Who won the Super Bowl? The Rams, the blue and the yellow, Ukrainian flag. We saw Zeus, the greatest of all time on Mount Olympus, controlling the other gods, Dr. Dre at the halftime show. The Z is also the 26th letter of the alphabet. That's, that's Omega, Alpha and Omega. What is you know this concern we have for oil and, and gas and food costs? This is energy. And we're not looking at oil as a good or bad thing necessarily. We're looking at oil as something that can provide us with energy to allow us to live you know, more convenient, more uh, efficient, effective lives, to, to, to build a, a better world. You know, So it's all about energy. And that goes back, again, to the Super Bowl. And now we see what's happening in Ukraine, and we see these symbols, and we can understand them as, you know, as wands to direct will and willpower, as swords, serpents, tridents. This directionalizes energy. Trident also, since it controls the waters, could be said to control the age of Aquarius, which we're moving into, the water bearer. And this process of the serpent and the sword and the involution, the evolution, all these things, this is alchemy. This is an alchemical process. And I think that the entire world is being thrust into this alchemical transformation. I think that because when you look at the basis of psychological methods of torture, for example, there's four major methods. Isolation, we had that with lockdowns and quarantines. Sensory deprivation, well, we had that with masks. Debilitation, taking food away from people, taking water away from people, torturing them in various methods by taking away things that their body needs. Food costs have gone up. Energy costs have gone up. And then sensory assault, exposure to intense things, pandemic, potential World War III, terrorism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is preparing us, you know, going into isolation, covering our faces, communing with spirits. We don't commune with spirits. We commune with the science, and through this process, we are transformed into something else. And this can, 
result in something that's not so divine if it is done in a black way. And by black, I just simply mean something that is not in line with the divine order of things. Now, when you take all of this into consideration and you start to look around and find these other connections, for me, sometimes my mind is absolutely blown. I'll give you an example. The last couple nights we've talked about all of this. We've discussed the black ambrosia last night, no oil for blood. We've discussed on Wednesday this week, Z is for vendetta. And on Tuesday, in the Ides of War, all are guilty. Now, these are all shows that relate to what's going on in the world. Things that I keep thinking, I want to talk about something more paranormal. I want to talk about something more supernatural. But these things are all paranormal and supernatural. The Ides of March. And the Z for Vendetta. We talked to Clyde Lewis on the show about what the Z and the Trident mean. And last night we talked about the black ambrosia, the oil, the energy. And tonight I thought, last night I'm laying in bed and uh, my fiance Hope was doing some yoga in the living room. So I went into the bedroom and I turned on the radio and I was going to read for a little bit. And I was thinking, what, what am I going to talk about tomorrow for Friday? And I came across this incredible story that just blew my mind. Here in the United States, in the state of Colorado, on February 23rd, a statue of St. Michael the Archangel began to bleed from the head. And the blood ran down and around its eyes, and eventually, over the next couple of days, it ran down onto the devil, the dragon, the serpent that Michael was subduing and casting out of heaven in the, in the statue itself. And this happened on February 23rd, about 24 hours before the Russians entered into Ukraine. And here's what's really, really fascinating. When I heard this, I was blown away. I did not know that St. Michael, the archangel that we talked about with the symbol of the Aleph, which is the, the wolf hook being used by those neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine, the serpent with the sword through it, that is St. Michael, the archangel. St. Michael, the archangel, is the patron saint, the patron angel, the protector of Kiev. So I've called the show tonight, Holy Ghost of Kiev, a little play on words. I'm going to tell you more about that when we come back from break. Stay with us. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. tuned into the secret teachings radio i am your host ryan gable thank you for joining us in broomfield colorado a 57 year old woman alicia martinez found on february 23rd that a statue of saint michael the archangel in her home was bleeding from the head it was not bleeding from the eyes it was bleeding from the head and the blood ran down around the eyes And over the next couple of days, the blood ran down to the devil depicted in the statue. We know that St. Michael casts the devil, Satan, that serpent, the dragon, out of heaven. If you read Revelation 12, 7 through 12, and I'll read that to you so you can get some context and perspective for those of you who might not be biblically inclined. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon, his angels, fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. And it goes on from there. 
So we know that St. Michael, Michael the Archangel, he defeats Satan. He casts Satan out of heaven. When you look at statues or paintings and depictions of Michael, he's usually standing with his foot on the dragon, on the devil, and usually has a sword that he is using to subdue the devil, to pierce that serpent, that ancient serpent. And so, in this depiction of Michael and the serpent, you have the symbol of the Hebrew alphabet, begins the Hebrew alphabet, you have Aleph, and that is a symbol of an S with a line through it coming from top left to bottom right. And uh, that symbol, the Aleph, is also being used by and has been used by neo-Nazi groups because it kind of has a feel to it like the, the sigil, the sigil, 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 however you pronounce it. A lot of people pronounce it different ways, which is a ruin that is a symbol of lightning, strength, and power. It's what Heinrich Himmler chose to use for the SS, the two lightning bolts, two lightning bolts of the SS. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because Aleph, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, it expresses unity, and hieroglyphically, it represents Hermes. Hermes is the messenger, and all angels are like Hermes. All angels are like Hermes' equivalent, Mercury. Mercury is the messenger of the gods. And the planet associated with Michael the Archangel is Mercury. So when you look at the word angel, for those of you who don't know this, this etymology and the breakdown of all of this, the word angel comes from the Greek angelos. And it means, like the Hebrew, melika, messenger. Angels are messengers. Angels are like Mercury. Angels are like Hermes. So when we look at this statue bleeding in Colorado, it's not so much that, you know, it it has to have some important significance. You know, I mean, the fact that, it, that this thing started bleeding on February 23rd is interesting because if it is a hoax, which the Catholic Church maintains most of these cases are, and they, they basically don't really investigate this stuff like they used to, at least officially. They kind of turn everything over to science, which then rejects everything as a hallucination or a fraud or, a, or you know, a lie or whatever, a hoax. But this was on February 23rd, and what's interesting about it is St. Michael the Archangel is the patron saint of Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. In fact, a statue of St. Michael the Archangel stands in the center of Kiev, Michael has a shield and a sword, the Z, as the protector of the capital of Ukraine and the entire country. It was placed there in 2002, constructed in bronze and gold. It's a really beautiful statue. And it's in Independence Square in Kiev. St. Michael the Archangel is the patron saint of Kiev and is also at the center of the coat of arms of the Ukrainian capital. So you have St. Michael with sword and shield, and you have the trident 
on the coat of arms for the Ukrainian capital and the coat of arms for the country of Ukraine as a whole. Sword and serpent, sword and trident, the Z and the Zion in Hebrew, which is the sword, the Z, the sigil, the sigil, the lightning, the power and the strength to overcome the devil, to overcome that serpent, to overcome that ancient evil. And St. Michael does that. And St. Michael, the Archangel Michael, who is associated with Sunday, the day of the sun, and as a result, fire, the element of fire, and the planet Mercury. Mercury is the messenger. And the messenger, like Hermes, brings knowledge, brings information, like Prometheus, to man from God. And the symbol in the Hebrew alphabet that represents this is Aleph, A-L-E-P-H. The first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, it expresses unity, but represents hieroglyphically the dogma of Hermes. And what is the dogma of Hermes? That which is above is also below. That which is below is like that which is above. The letter has two arms, one open and pointing to earth, as with the pyramid based in heaven, descending to the earth, and one pointing to heaven, as the pyramid based on earth ascends. To give you an idea of what what this is in, in visual terms, think of a hexagram. Think of a triangle pointing up, a triangle pointing down, merging them together to create the seal of Solomon. That is fire and water merging together. That is the alchemical transformation. And, uh, you know, I had a, a really, really interesting email last night from, uh, from a listener. And uh, they said that they were they said they were out eating um, with their family. Pull this back up. Yeah, he said, this is Derek Johnson again. He said, I'm out at dinner right now with the family. And at the end of dinner, my daughter starts combining yellow and blue crayons. And she starts to say, yellow and blue make green. Right? And uh, what happens if you mix yellow and blue? Well, his daughter's right. You get green. And... Green, for those of you who don't know, is the alchemical symbol, the alchemical color of transformation. As I've been telling you all week here on this show, this so-called conflict in Ukraine, this is part of an alchemical ritual. The Z, the trident, and now we find St. Michael, the archangel, protector of, of Kiev, this golden bronze statue. And we find that one day before the so-called invasion, and I keep saying so-called invasion because peaceful riots in the United States, well, peaceful protests in the United States, are seen as riots, and riots are seen as peaceful protests. So maybe an invasion isn't so much an invasion. Maybe it's more of a military operation. I don't know, but so-called invasion, whatever you want to call it. When you have these symbols that become so prominent, and then we find out in Colorado that a statue of the archangel is supposedly bleeding, we have an interesting story here. 
Now, for those of you who think, well, what does that have to do with Ukraine? I mean, this is in Broomfield, Colorado, a Denver suburb. And it's just some 57-year-old lady named Alicia Martinez. And I, I don't see the connection. Well, when you have a, a, a supernatural event, when you have a, a miracle of, of sorts, you know, it doesn't necessarily just pop up in the place that you would expect it to pop up in. That's kind of the, the whole thing when you're talking about God and, you know, the divine. It doesn't do things that are predictable. It, you know, that's, it's, it's almost like, you know, even aliens. You know, why do aliens always go and talk to people that are kind of slow or they talk to people in a trailer park? Why don't they go talk to world leaders? Maybe they are. I don't know. But the point is, you know, when you look at all these, these cases of uh, apparitions of the, the Holy Virgin Mother Mary, I mean, these go back hundreds of years. So, I mean, you, you can go back to 1578 and there are appearances of the Virgin Mary. And in a lot of cases, for example, in 1608 in Lithuania, the Virgin appeared to a number of children tending sheep in a field. So why wouldn't the Virgin Mary come to, let's say, the Pope? Why go to children? I children are innocent. I don't know. It's, I mean, the same thing happened in Bosnia in 1981. Six children saw the Virgin on a hill. Now, I mean, we could go through a list of these cases in... 1729, Italy, 1830, France, 1842, Italy, 1846, France. I mean, going back to um, the first century, 40 AD in Spain, up to the present time, 1917, a really famous case in Fatima, Portugal. And uh, again, the list just goes on and on. There was a case in Egypt in 2000, 2001, in 1968 through 1970, multiple cases of the Virgin Mary. So, I mean, you, you get these cases of the Virgin appearing to, to children, the Virgin appearing to uh, poor people or appearing to, to, to people that are maybe members of the church, but not going to the archbishop, not going to the pope, not going to the king, the queen, you know, not the aliens aren't going to see the president, you know, necessarily. So why? Well, because God works in mysterious ways probably the best way to explain it. And it's strange because it's not like this woman said this statue started bleeding on February 25th and she just happened to know that the archangel Michael was the patron deity of Kiev and protector of Ukraine as a country. Um, and this is this is something that, that dates back to the 16th century. St. Michael the archangel appeared on the coat of arms of Kiev, of course, in 19. 19- 69, the Soviet Union replaced that figure with a chestnut leaf or several chestnut leaves. And that remained the case until the fall of the Soviet Union when the archangel was returned to the coat of arms in 1995. Major Archbishop Zviatoslav Shvok, don't know if I'm pronouncing that name right, but uh, an archbishop uh, was, uh, was speaking about the this angelic protector of Kiev, and said, we perceive today that the Archangel Michael, together with the whole heavenly host, is fighting for Ukraine. This is what I told you last night, and I think I mentioned it more so the night before, is that whether it's a Z on a tank or it's 
Poseidon's trident on the coat of arms for Ukraine, or it's the eagle for the United States. I mean, every country uses symbols and, 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 and you know, colors and things that they believe gives them power that have some significance, right? Whether it's every single one of the 50 individual state flags in the United States, they each have their own significant meaning. They might date back to, you know, powerful families or whatever the case is, something that's, you know, the, the symbols and the, the colors relate to something in, in the state itself, like here in Arizona, you know, that, that deep blue and red and yellow orange. That's really what the, that really is what the sunset looks like most nights. So, you know, the, these things relate to, you know, locations, to states, to countries. They have significance. They, they represent the, the idea, the, 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 um, the essence, the energy of, of, of a country, uh, the strength, the power that, they're, that you're trying to, to bring in uh, to make yourself successful. Uh, militaries use it. Countries use it. Countries, militaries, soldiers, you know, it's, people, you know, carry Bibles with them. You know, it's whatever. I mean, people look to the supernatural to bring them peace of mind. You know, although it's kind of like George Carlin, when George Carlin said, we pray to God to destroy our enemies, our enemies pray to God to destroy us, somebody's going to be disappointed. Could it be everybody? <laughs> but the the point is, God works in mysterious ways, right? And on the 23rd of February, a day before Russia went into Ukraine, a statue of St. Michael the Archangel began to emit a dark liquid which appears to be blood. A video shared on Facebook of the occurrence made headlines very quickly. This is a report from the Catholic News Agency. If you're looking to find this article, is blood flowing from a Colorado woman's St. Michael statue? And again, St. Michael, the archangel, is the patron saint of Kiev. Alicia Martinez, 57, of Broomfield, Colorado, a Denver suburb, is the owner of this statue. In an interview conducted in Spanish, I watched the interview, but I don't speak Spanish, with CNA, Catholic News Agency, she called the experience inexplicable. While speaking to a friend on the phone, one of her roommates knocked on her door, her bedroom door, telling her to come quickly. She said, I asked him what was happening, but he was standing there shaking, she said. That is when she witnessed her statue of St. Michael appearing to bleed from the right side of the head. Martinez explained, quote, he's not crying. He's bleeding from the forehead, and the blood passes around his eyes. It doesn't enter his eyes. She said it was dripping like when you cut yourself and the blood drips out. That's how it was. Now, Alicia Martinez is from Mexico. We know that they have a proclivity for these types of statues and these types of beliefs. Kind of the, uh, the idea that, you know, the Mexican culture is a little bit more superstitious about this stuff than, let's say, their Northern American counterparts. But, you know, Americans are here in the States. We're, we're superstitious about our own things. There's a, you know, there's a, a, a beauty to these, these statues and religious icons and, and things like that. I don't consider, you know, people like Alicia Martinez, I don't know the woman, but from the, uh, the explanation from the, from the interviews, it, she sounds sincere. She, she might actually believe it. I mean, I, I don't think it's catch-up. And there are documented cases that have uh, been confirmed by the church 
not of bleeding St. Michael's, but of crying or what we call weeping statues where the Virgin Mary appears to cry. The church confirmed one in Syracuse, Italy in 1953 and another one was Our Lady of Akita in Japan in 1988. There are other cases in Venezuela and Argentina that basically remain unexplained to this day. Now, skeptics of this say that the crying statues are acts produced not by God's hand, but by natural events such as condensation or the material used to produce the statues. And I always found that a hard, hard thing to believe. I mean, I get the concept, I get the idea. But like, I've got statues here in studio. Um, Jonathan Fuller, listener of the show, he sent me a little alien statue. I've got a statue of the Braxton monster from West Virginia. I've got a statue of Mithras slaying the bull. I've got a statue of Anubis weighing the feather against the heart in the Hall of Judgment, which, by the way, St. Michael does the same thing. We'll talk about that here soon. And uh, at no point, any of these statues, some of them I've owned since I lived in Florida, which is very hot and humid, and I've taken these statues, some of them, from Florida to Idaho, from Idaho to Arizona, Arizona to New York, and back to Arizona, where I'm currently residing. And at no point did the Anubis or the Mithras, which are the ones I've taken across country. I actually had to throw out my, my I had an ISIS statue, and uh, it, it was just beaten to hell from moving so much. So I ended up having to get rid of that. But at no point did any of these three statues bleed or cry or leak in any way in any capacity over the last 10 or so years that I've owned them moving across country in extreme cold and extreme heat and extreme humidity and extreme dry. So I get the concept, but I, I don't know. I don't, I think the conditions would have to be really, really right. And uh, I, I haven't experienced that with my statues. Others just say it's mass hysteria. So it's like the, the church has offloaded. They've dumped these kinds of things onto science, which then just rejects them as hallucinations, frauds, and hoaxes. Sometimes, though, cases seem to prove the influence of supernatural forces, as is the case in Syracuse, Italy, or Our Lady of Akita in Japan. But these are statues that weep. They're called weeping statues that cry the blood or oil or whatever. St. Michael, in this case, in Colorado is bleeding from the head, not from the eyes. The 30-inch statue, roughly 30 inches, according to the Catholic News Agency, bled every day for a week until it stopped when the liquid fell on the head of the devil depicted in the statue. St. Michael throws the devil out of heaven. Revelation 12, 7 through 12. Mark Haas public relations director for the Archdiocese of Denver, told Catholic News Agency March 7th that the Archdiocese, quote, has just recently been informed of this claim and we will investigate. So the Catholic Church is going to investigate it. But the thing that is really, really bizarre, the thing that is really, really mind-blowing and that just kind of shakes you a little bit internally is that this was on February 23rd that the statue began to bleed. And Alicia Martinez, the lady who owns the statue, she, uh, she posted a, a, a video of this on Facebook. 
And then she got accused of all these things. You're trying to make money. You're trying to rip people off. And so she she took it down. She's like, I'm not trying to do any of this. I just, the statue is bleeding. So it's bleeding from the head. And the blood ran down over uh, a week, assuming it's seven days. It says every day for a week. Seven days. And then it drips onto the head of the devil. And that is where it begins to uh, stop bleeding. So what makes this so important, though, is St. Michael is the patron saint of Kiev. And although the Soviets removed St. Michael back in the 60s, it was returned to the coat of arms in 1995. And this statue, which is really, really beautiful, it's made out of bronze, and I, I think it has... I think it's made out of real, like real gold. So like bronze and then a little bit of real gold is, um, you can type it in St. Michael, Archangel, Kiev, Ukraine, and you'll see this beautiful statue. Or if you look at our promo picture tonight, I use the statue as part of the promo picture. And, uh, I, I really love the show title for tonight. The Holy ghost of Kiev. It's got a lot of meanings to it. I'm just, I was kind of, I was jazzed about that. Okay. I was pumped about that. I was like, oh, that's a great name. <laughs> I ran I ran into the studio last night late. And uh I ran back into the studio. I was in and out of the studio all day, but I ran back into the studio last night and I was like, oh, I gotta make that promo. So I I pulled the picture and I made it real quick. The Holy Ghost of Kiev. This Holy Ghost might actually be more real than the than the ghost of Kiev. In fact, I, I believe in this ghost way more than the ghost of Kiev, because that's all fabricated propaganda. So we have this statue that is, uh, well, it's not crying, but it's bleeding blood like other statues that cry blood. And uh, the Catholic Church is supposed to investigate this. So what exactly is St. Michael, though? Like, what exactly is this archangel? We know he is the patron of Kiev. He's also a protector of Ukraine as a whole. And uh, these are, by the way, not my opinions. This is all easily checkable. St. Michael the Archangel is the patron saint of Kiev and is also at the center of the coat of arms of the Ukrainian capital. You can check that from the National Catholic Register, for example, one of their publications. Now, St. Michael is very similar to the Egyptian dog Anubis. I'm wondering if any Christians or Catholics would be upset by that comparison. But if you look at the dog Anubis, he weighs the heart against the feather. That's the material against the soul. And if your soul is heavier than the heart, you're good to go. If your heart is heavier than the feather, which you would think what has to be, that means you have things that are left over in the material world and you'll be consumed by the, the beast in the hall of judgment. St. Michael also performs a similar duty. St. Michael weighs souls on a great scale during the final judgment. We know St. Michael is one of the seven archangels. Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Jophiel, Azrael, Kamuel, and Uriel. His day is Sunday. His planet is Mercury, and Mercury is Hermes, the messenger. And if you look at Michael 
killing the devil or killing the serpent, casting him out of heaven, he's thrusting a sword through the serpent. In the Hebrew alphabet, this is symbolized by Aleph, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, expressing unity but representing the dogma of Hermes, that which is above is that uh, which is that like is below. That which is above is, let's try that again, that which is above is like that which is below, as above, so below. And you have one arm pointing up, one arm pointing down. Aleph is very similar to the Eliphas Levi production of Baphomet, pointing to the heaven, pointing to the earth, the two arms open. This is just like the pyramid or the triangle, fire pointing up, water pointing down. Merging the two is an alchemical transformation. And what is water? Well, water is is blue. And what is fire? Fire is orange, fire is red, fire is yellow. Merge the yellow and the blue, fire and the water, and what do you get? You get green. Green is the color of transformation, transmutation. Think about those two colors on the Ukrainian flag, blue and yellow. Blue and yellow. The patron saint of Kiev is St. Michael. On the coat of arms, St. Michael is a protector at the Ukrainian capital. St. Michael, the archangel, slays, kills, casts out that ancient serpent, the Aleph, the sword and the serpent. Involution, evolution, transformation, transmutation, alchemy, yellow, blue, green. And on February 23rd, a statue of St. Michael began bleeding in Colorado. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Not crying, but bleeding. That's important. And the blood ran down over the next seven days onto the head of the devil. But this was about 24 hours, roughly, give or take a minute or two, before the Russians entered into Ukraine. This is really, really significant particularly in a supernatural, paranormal sense. And I'm going to tell you more about it when we come back from break. Please leave us a review on the podcast radio player that you're listening to this show on. If you're listening in the ad-free archive on the website, thank you so much. If you're not, please subscribe to get access to all the shows ad-free, all the montages, and my digital books. You can also buy my books on the website separately. I would recommend Occult Arcana. We just got new copies in. It's an enormous book, 550 plus pages. And there's a lot in this book about the Archangel Michael. So check it out at thesecretteachings.info. Email us rdgable at yahoo.com and stay with us. There's more after this. Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info.
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black you and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule. No communism. Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor. Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are a few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people. So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. Stalin has no stunning new achievements unless you consider killing millions of innocent people an achievement. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. Special thanks to all of you listening in the Secret Teachings archive at thesecretteachings.info, the ad-free archive, 
where you also get access to our montages and my digital books. If it weren't for you, we would not be able to do this show Monday through Friday. If it weren't for those of you who buy my books, who subscribe on Patreon to The Secret Teachings, we would not be here Monday through Friday. So please continue to support us and we will continue to bring you the kind of information that we bring you. Another unique and interesting take tonight, I believe, the Holy Ghost of Kiev is what I've decided to call the show. We've learned that on the eve of Russia entering Ukraine, a statue of St. Michael the Archangel began bleeding from the head in Broomfield, Colorado. That might seem like an irrelevant story to anything else going on in the world, but the Lord works in mysterious ways because St. Michael the Archangel is the patron saint of Kiev. He's also at the center of the coat of arms of the Ukrainian capital. He's been there since at least the 16th century. He was removed in 1969 by the Soviets and then was returned to the coat of arms in 1995. St. Michael, the archangel, was reportedly bleeding from the head at the house of Alicia Martinez, 57, of Broomfield, Colorado. She said he was not crying, he was bleeding from the head. The blood passes around his eyes, it doesn't enter his eyes, quote-unquote. The statue is about 30 inches tall, and it bled every day for a week, starting on February 23rd, that's the day before Russia entered Ukraine. It bleeded every day for a week, it bled every day for a week, until it stopped when the liquid fell on the head of the devil depicted in the statue. Revelation 12, 7-12 says, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. Revelation 12, 7-12, through 12, that is 7 8 and 9, 10, 11, 12 go a little bit further if you read the Bible. So is the blood on this statue actually blood or is it ketchup? Is it something else? Well, the church is going to investigate this as they do investigate certain cases of weeping statues, those that cry blood, oil, water. Most of those are rejected as hoaxes or something that's more environmental I don't always buy the environmental case, but the Catholic Church has confirmed two instances of weeping statues of the Virgin Mary, one in Syracuse, Italy in 1953, and the other, Our Lady of Akita in uh, 1988 in Japan. Uh, Other cases in Venezuela and Argentina dating back several years. The Catholic Church doesn't really accept these stories. They think that most of them are profane, They think that most of these stories are made up. And whether it's the weeping statue or whatever, which again is a little different than this than this Michael statue, because this Michael statue isn't crying, it's it's actually bleeding from the head. But the the idea here is, you know, the church has dumped a lot of this stuff on science. And science subsequently has dumped it into the trash saying that it's all based on fraud, it's all based on hoax, it's all based on hallucinations, basically saying a lot of the same things that the church is saying. Now, there clearly are natural reasons 
for things like this to happen. I don't buy all the explanations. I've had statues for over 10 years. I've moved across the country from Florida to Idaho to Arizona to New York, back to Arizona, different temperatures. None of my statues have ever cried. None of my statues have ever bled. So I get the idea, though, that you know this could be because of the material made, uh, the statues are made out of, uh, condensation, could be condensation. But, you know, I, I, I just don't buy that in all of these cases. And the church doesn't either. The church has confirmed some of these, but they really don't investigate this stuff, at least officially anymore, because they think it undermines faith in a way. They think that, you know, a lot of the stuff is just made up and to to investigate it and to acknowledge it would actually discredit the church. So they don't really do a lot of investigations into this stuff, but they are going to investigate, according to Mark Haas, public, uh, public relations director for the Archdiocese of Denver. They've been informed of the claim and, quote, we will investigate whether they do or not. That is yet to be seen. But the blood is flowing from the statue. I'm sure they've cleaned it up by now because it stopped about uh, 10 days ago. It bled for a week. So what is that? It puts us February 23rd, seven days. There's five, six, it's like March 2nd. It stopped bleeding. The blood dripped down to the to the devil. Maybe it is a, you know, a hoax. But it's just the fact that it began on the 23rd, the day before Russia enters Ukraine. That, that is just really, really synchronistic, magical, mystical. It's kind of a, a weird thing. I mean, Michael has, has a lot of hats, if you will. He plays a lot of different parts. He's a very powerful archangel. You have Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Jophiel, Azrael, Kamuel, and Oriel. And all of these archangels represent the seven divine rays of light that God emanated to create the universe. St. Michael conquers the ancient serpent in Revelation, casting that ancient serpent, the devil, Satan, who leads the whole world astray, out of heaven. Michael also weighs souls during the final judgment, the end of the world. And Michael is associated with the eastern wind. Now, a lot of these associations are the same throughout history, different writers and authors. Sometimes they change, but Michael is the Eastern wind. And it's just interesting because of what's happening in Eastern Europe, Eastern Ukraine, Eastern. And Michael is the patron saint of Kiev for hundreds of years. And he's also on the coat of arms for the Ukrainian capital. There's a giant bronze and gold statue. It's really beautiful. I used it for tonight's promo pick. And uh, that statue is in Kiev. It's really, really just like a, a magnificent statue. And he's standing there with the halo around his head, big golden wings, armor, and a, a shield and a sword. It's pretty interesting because Michael thrusts the sword through the serpent. So... If you look at the Hebrew alphabet, you can find that symbol in the Aleph. Aleph. Now, I don't speak Hebrew, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I think it's Aleph. Aleph. That symbol 
if you look at it, you'll see this immediately once it's pointed out to you. But if, if you don't have the ability to look at this, it's basically think of an S and then draw a line from the top left to the bottom right. So it's an S with a line through it. Or, or basically an X, and then one of the, the lines, the one that goes bottom left to top right, is kind of curved at both ends. So that represents the sword piercing or the spear or the arrow piercing the serpent. Now the point that goes down and the point that goes up also signifies as above, so below. In the same way that Baphomet is sitting, pointing up and pointing down to the world below and the world above, heaven and earth. And somewhere in the middle, you get this androgynous form that is a merging of both the male and female, a merging of both of these worlds, darkness and light. It's part of the alchemical transformation, the alchemical transmutation. And so when you look at that symbol, you get a lot more than just a couple of lines. You get the Seal of Solomon, the fire triangle, the one that points up, the water triangle, the one that points down, the fire phallus pointing up, the water triangle, the womb, female reproduction. Right, So you have the fire and the water, you merge them together, and you get the hexagram, you get the seal of Solomon, you get this powerful sigil, and this is a representation of the merging of opposing forces, and in alchemy and in magic, this draws down from the astrolite of Yesod into Malkuth, that which one intends through divine will to manifest and, and to carry out. So it is as above, up, pointing up, fire, phallus, so below, water, and the female reproductive system. So you get a lot of things going on here with a couple of lines. As a result of that, Aleph is also Hermes, because Hermes' axiom is as above, so below. Hermes, of course, is also Mercury. And Mercury is the planet directly associated with the archangel Michael. And we know from the Greek angelos, we get the word angel, and we know that word means messenger, primarily coming from the Hebrew melak, which means messenger. So if archangel Michael and all the angel, Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Yophiel, Azrael, Kamuel and Ariel all have the L, E-L, as in the Elohim, right? The Elohim, God and the gods. Let us make man in our image. El or Elohim, much like gospel, chapel, right? And also ark, as in the archangel, ark means bow, and that is, I think, why a lot of times you have the, the sword is replaced by a bow and arrow, and that arrow pierces the serpent. I actually have probably five or six different sections where I talk about either the Aleph or Archangel Michael in my book, Occult Arcana. I really hope you get a copy of this thing. I just got new copies in the mail 
And this book is so big. There's so much content in this thing. And you could just scroll through it if you have the PDF or skim through it if you have the physical book. I mean, if you bought the physical book, I'll send you the digital PDF as well if you, if you want to message me. Um, you could scroll through it. You can search for you know whatever you want to search for. But if you have the digital book, look through the physical book. Look for Aleph. Look for Michael. And you'll see all of these things. It's, it's all in the book. So Aleph, Hermes, Mercury, as above, so below, fire, water, phallus, and womb. Transmutation, the merging of opposites, black and white, passive and active, like the pillars on the tree of life. Yesed and Malkuth, pulling down that from the astral into the physical. Mercury, Hermes, as above, so below, bringing that which is above, below, bringing that which is below, above. Involution and evolution. The sword and the serpent. A kundalini energy. The messenger. The messenger is Melek. The angelos. The messenger, the angel. Mercury or Hermes. Mercury is the planet associated with Michael. Mike El. Mike El. E-L. El. Elohim. Mike Gospel. Chapel. Gabriel. Raphael. Yophiel. Uriel. Uh, Camuel. Azrael. Samuel. In fact, Samuel. Sam in Hebrew means poison. Samuel, the accuser. Hasatan, Satan, the seducer, the destroyer. Machit. I think that's how you pronounce it. Machit, which is the destroyer. And Michael is fire. Raphael, air. Gabriel, water. Uriel, earth. The four elements merging. Fire and water together. The opposing forces. Much like in Zoroastrianism, Ormazd or Ahura Mazda, the king of light, and Erman, Ara Manyu, the prince of darkness. This is within a single name, a single word, a single symbol. The pouring forth of divine influence, as above, so below, everything is within everything else. One is in the many, the many are in one. Michael is associated with the eastern wind, eastern Ukraine. Eastern Europe. Michael weighs the souls of man on the great scale like Anubis in the Hall of Judgment during the final judgment. And if you have my book, Occult Arcana, you can flip through it and you can see various images throughout the ages of different forms of of the weighing of the soul during the final judgment, it's not just Egyptian, of course. It's not just Christian, for those of you who know, who know that the Archangel Michael actually weighs the souls much like Anubis does. He does this in the final judgment. So this can be kind of disturbing, eerie, creepy, scary, worrisome. Because with what's going on in Ukraine, you know, a lot of people have pointed out that the Third World War, the Fourth World War, will be fought between these names in the Bible, Gog and Magog, right? And people interpret Gog and Magog to be Russia and China and the West. So we part of the final battle, the apocalypse. And as Russia moves into Ukraine, the archangel St. Michael begins to bleed from the head and the blood drips down onto the ancient serpent below the devil, Satan, 
And I just don't think that you could concoct, I don't think you could create a more eerie, a more mind-blowing, jaw-dropping story, especially when you understand the esoteric components of this and know that when you merge together fire and water, as above, so below, you merge together the blue, water, and the yellow, red, orange, the orange, red, yellow, fire, blue and yellow, Ukrainian colors, colors of the Super Bowl champion, Rams, all that energy in the Super Bowl being poured out as a libation, maybe to St. Michael, or maybe to the opposition of St. Michael, maybe pouring out those libations to the serpent. We also know that the devil can quote scripture quite well. And in an esoteric occult capacity, perhaps it's not St. Michael that's protecting Kiev or Ukraine. Perhaps there are no right or wrong, good or bad people during a war, during a conflict of, of such. And as a result of that, you know, we don't really, I, don't th- I, I just don't think we can really say that, you know, one side or the other is, is, is correct because, you know, on any side of any conflict, like George Carlin said, people are praying to God to destroy their enemies, right? So I know some people would interpret this as, well, this, this means Ukraine is, is really, you know, they're, they're the victims and uh, we, should, we should help them. I mean, look, the angel... Is, is crying or, you know, bleeding blood more specifically. Um, and that's important too because there's a difference between the bleeding and crying. There's a difference between the two. So with all this information that we have about Michael the Archangel, the blue and yellow merging together gives us green, which is alchemy, transformation, transmutation, this new energy. The sword and the serpent. Michael carries the sword to slay the serpent. That is Aleph, Hermes, Mercury's the messenger from Melech, the Hebrew, and Angelos, the Greek for angel. He is the eastern wind, eastern Ukraine, eastern Europe. He weighs souls on the scale during the final judgment. And the sword and the serpent, involution and evolution, creating this cycle, the Z. Zion in Hebrew is the sword. The Z is also the serpent. The Z is the cycle, the lightning, the power, the strength of Jupiter or Zeus who throws the lightning bolt, who has the lightning, his brother Poseidon, the trident, which is on the coat of arms for Ukraine. Much like St. Michael, the archangel is on the coat of arms for Kiev and is the patron saint of Kiev. Those who control the trident control the currents, as in currency, energy, the currents of the water, Water is emotion, as in emotion, emotion, O-C-E-A-N, emotion. And the age of Aquarius, lightning is fire, water, combining the two, alchemy, the Z and the trident, the Russian tanks, the Russian military, and the Ukrainian coat of arms, fire and water, merging them together, passive and active, merging them together. Strength, power, lightning, energy, oil, gas, food, energy, energy, energy. St. Michael, the protector of Kiev, the protector of Ukraine, 
bleeding from the head in Colorado, a Denver suburb in Colorado, Broomfield is the name of it. Alicia Martinez, 57. This thing began bleeding right before Russia enters into Ukraine. It is just really fascinating, especially because Michael weighs the soul during the final judgment, and people are concerned because of the biblical story, the biblical notion that there will be this great war, this great apocalypse, this great Armageddon between the West and the East, and this will lead to fire that will destroy the planet. Some people think nuclear war. I I think a lot of these ideas are unfounded. I think they're a little bit hyperbolic, but I can't help but recognize and uh, acknowledge that this is it's pretty scary, and it's pretty interesting to say the very, very least. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Still a lot more to come in the final segment. www.thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe to the show. Please grab a copy of one of my books, Like a Cult Arcana, digital or physical. We ship around the world, but it is free shipping in the United States. Check us out on Patreon. Leave us a review on the podcast radio players. And email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay with us. We'll be back. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio, the music, White Bat Audio. I'll admit it's a little bit unnerving, it's a little unsettling that a statue of the Archangel St. Michael was bleeding from the head on February 23rd in a lady's home in Broomfield, Colorado, a Denver suburb. This kind of thing doesn't happen very often, and when the church investigates it, they usually find that it might not be a fraud, but there's a natural explanation. Although within that natural explanation, I don't see why there can't be divine influence. But nevertheless, Alicia Martinez, 57, of Broomfield, Colorado, a Denver suburb, the owner of the statue, in an interview with Catholic news agency called the experience inexplicable. She said that he's not crying, though. He's, quote, bleeding from the head. The blood also passes around the statue's eyes. And this nearly 30-inch statue bled every day for a week, starting on February 23rd until it stopped when the liquid fell on the head of the devil depicted in the statue. Statue is an expression of Revelation 12, 7 through 12. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, the ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. We know that the holy virgin mother crushes the head of the serpent under her foot. Archangel Michael chooses a sword or a spear, sometimes a bow and arrow. In fact, arc as an archangel, arc means bow. So a bow and arrow, he pierces the serpent with the bow and arrow with the spear with the sword. And that symbol is in the Hebrew alphabet, in that of Aleph. Aleph in the Hebrew alphabet is an S, basically. 
not in Hebrew, it's not really an S, but to give you an idea, in English, it's an S with a line through it from top left to bottom right. And a lot of divine expression pours out from this symbol because in this symbol you have as above, so below, the pointing up and the pointing down, the arms up, the arm down, which is Baphomet. And in the middle you have this merging of two forces, this androgynous creature, male with breasts and other feminine but masculine qualities. And that symbol represents the merging of that which is above with that which is below, the fire and the water, the triangle phallus going up, and the triangle female reproductive system, if you will, the womb going down. That symbol of the triangle pointing down is also God reaching down to man. Symbol of the fire triangle pointing up is man reaching to God like the Tower of Babel, but in this case it's man and God God and Adam touching each other in that famous painting. Merging the two together gives you the hexagram, the seal of Solomon, the merging together of these opposing forces. This is the alchemical transformation, the transmutation. And it's through this symbol that the astrolite can be influenced and then drawn down into Malkuth, these heavenly divine influences. It is alchemy. And the symbol of alchemical transformation, alchemical transmutation other than the slain of the serpent, the slain of the dragon, the slain of the animal self, and the various symbols that have always been associated with Mercury, symbols that are common and symbols that, unless you read a bunch of alchemical texts, you've probably never seen before. As for a color, green is the color of alchemical transmutation. We always get such great emails from listeners listener Derek Johnson who emailed us about the trident when we discussed the trident this week and said the trident can be used to control the waters out of the pitcher of Aquarius because we are entering into the age of Aquarius. Derek Johnson had a really good point to make about the color green. He said he was out to dinner and his daughter is combining yellow and blue crayons and he said, well, that makes green. And he said that is the alchemical color of transformation, if I'm not mistaken. He said, holy S, explanation mark, explanation mark. Yes, it's not just that Derek Johnson realized, oh, yellow, blue, make green. It's because of the significance of yellow, blue, the Rams winning the Super Bowl and the Ukrainian flag that everybody is wearing or putting on their social media posts and pages and profile pictures or People are wearing the colors in their clothes. If you watch the State of the Union address, blue and yellow. What is blue? Blue is water. Yellow is also fire. Yellow, orange, red. Fire. Merge fire and water. You get green. You get the alchemical transformation. So that is Michael piercing the serpent. Michael does a lot of other things too, though. Michael's a very busy guy. St. Michael, the archangel, conquers the ancient serpent. And he controls the eastern wind, eastern Ukraine, primarily where this conflict is taking place, and eastern Europe, where a lot of additional things are happening. A lot of people are flooding out of Ukraine into eastern Europe. And he also weighs the souls during the final judgment. The great unveiling, the revelation 
the apocalypse. That's what the word means, revelation. During Armageddon. The final battle between good and evil. It is from angelos, we get the word angel. It is from melech, we get the word messenger. The angels are messengers. Michael is the patron of Mercury. Mercury, Hermes, the messenger. Fire is Michael's element. He is associated, therefore, as well with the sun. He is one of the seven archangels, the seven divine rays of light, associated with other things like divine wisdom, righteousness, dominion, devotion, totality, and salvation, the seven archangels, and the seven demons, anarchy, apostasy, presumption, destruction, decay, and fury. We find that the El, as in Elohim, as in Gospel, as in Chapel, as in Samuel, the poison, the accuser, the seducer, the destroyer, Mashiach, Satan, the devil, that ancient serpent, the El, Michael, is an expression of God in all of his emanations. And when we look at Michael, we look at the archangel, we look at this powerful saint, we see that he is also the patron saint of Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. He is at the center of the coat of arms of the Ukrainian capital. And he is bleeding from the head from February 23rd to March 2nd, about a week, at a woman's home in Broomfield, Colorado. And the Catholic news agency, interestingly enough, pointed this out in an article from March 7th, a couple of days ago, that he actually is the patron saint of Kiev, and he started bleeding on this statue hours before the world would hear that Russia had invaded Ukraine. And in Ukraine, in Kiev, for about 300, 400, something like that years, Michael the Archangel has appeared on the coat of arms of Kiev. He was removed in the 60s by the communists, returned in the 90s. He is on the the top of um, this beautiful, beautiful building in Kiev and um, made out of gold and bronze, really beautiful statue. I used the picture of the statue in our promo tonight, which I thought was, was one of the best names I've come up with in a long time for a show. You guys know I like play, playing on words, but I, I was in bed, it was really late, and I thought, you know what, I went back into the studio and I, and I, I wrote it down on the whiteboard real quick, and then I thought, this is so good, i got to make a promo right now, so I made the promo. But I called the show Holy Ghost of Kiev. This Holy Ghost, unlike the Ghost of Kiev, this Holy Ghost seems to be pretty real. These supernatural forces seem to be pretty real. You want proof of supernatural forces? Look at what animates your body. Your body is made of carbon, it's made of minerals, it's made of all kinds of things. Water, raw materials that we could combine into anything. But something animates it, something is you. And I, I said at the beginning of the show tonight, I think we should stop taking internal contemplation and externalizing it and putting responsibility on others and authorities and experts. I think we should internalize 
ourselves and then express the internalization externally rather than taking everything externally and bringing it in, bringing it in internally that affects us on a conscious subconscious and unconscious level. And part of that is the process of praying or focusing, you know, meditation um, for some people, ceremonial magic, even that's what it's all based on directionalizing energy, imagination, consciousness, will, willpower, and processing that in a balanced way. So again, St. Michael, the archangel, fire, the sun, Mercury, the messenger, Aleph, the serpent, pierced by the sword or the ark, the bow and arrow, or the spear, like Jesus in the side, or Prometheus in the side, or Odin on the side on the world tree as he creates the ruins, the ruin, the sigil, the sigil, the sigil, the S-I-G-E-L, which was used by the SS, Heinrich Himmler, chose the sigil, it's a lightning bolt, because it represents strength and power and dominance and victory. And the Z is the 26th letter of the alphabet. The Z, which is the cycle, just the cycle is turned on its side a little bit, is omega, the alpha and omega. The lightning bolt is thrown by Zeus. Zeus is the Z. Z is for Zeus, like, you know, Sesame Street. Z is for Zeus. And Zeus's brother is, of course, Poseidon or Neptune. Zeus is Jupiter, of course. Jupiter, Zeus, Neptune, Poseidon has the trident. The trident controls the currents currents of the ocean. The ocean is our emotions, the waters. The age of Aquarius controlled by the trident. He who controls the trident controls emotions and controls the currents of energy. And the currents of energy are the Zs, the lightning bolts, the oil, the food, the energy. The Z in Hebrew is also the Zion, the sword, the serpent. This is the alchemical transformation, involution, evolution, the sword and the serpent, the fiery sword and the serpent slithering around your spine, the kundalini energy, the wand, the sword, the serpent, the trident play very similar roles in the directionalizing of energy. It is all about energy, not to mention Poseidon and Zeus also share a brother in Pluto. The Pluto returns. Vladimir Putin signs an agreement with the Donetsk and Luhansk regions that he wants to be you know, recognized as independent, and uh, they've been calling on help from the Russian Federation. He did that on February 22nd, 2022, the beginning of the Pluto returns. And, of course, Lindsey Graham, the senator for the United States, said that he wishes there was a Brutus in Russia, which, of course, is calling on the assassination of Vladimir Putin Brutus kills Julius Caesar on the Ides of March. Calendar is a little bit different, but the Ides of March are after this weekend. So in understanding all of this symbolism, understanding what this all means, it's also really interesting to consider the fact that there are neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine using the wolf hook, which looks like you took a, a sigil or a sigil, a sigil. It's basically an S where there isn't so much of a, of a curve, it's just like a hook, the top and bottom, and then there's a line through it, and that is the wolf hook, which is very, very similar to the Aleph, as above, so below. And guess what happens when you merge blue and yellow together? You get green, which is the color of transmutation, transformation, the sword and the serpent, involution, evolution, alchemy. This is a really, really important fascinating, mind-blowing 
jaw-dropping and incredible thing that we are observing here on The Secret Teachings and have been observing all week on the broadcast. I mean, I really don't think that you can find this kind of analysis anywhere else in radio. I mean, there, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of shows. We, we greatly miss our friend Kev Baker from KBS. There aren't many shows that, that, that handle this subject matter and go into this in depth. Everybody's like, it's the Illuminati. Everybody's like, it's evil. It's the devil. It's, <laughs> it's not the Illuminati. It's not the devil. You know, it's, it's not, I don't think, something we can reduce to those kinds of buzzwords or talking points. But I've been hearing a lot of talk recently about biblical prophecy, right? And Gog and Magog, right? You know about Gog and Magog? The prophesized invader of Israel and the land from which he comes, the Christian scriptures, evil forces opposed to the people of God. This is good and evil, the final battle. And in that final judgment, St. Michael the archangel weighs the souls like Anubis in the hall of judgment. It's First Chronicles 5.4, Gog is identified as a descendant of the prophet Joel. And Ezekiel 38-39, through 39, he is the chief prince of the tribes of Meshech and Tubal in the land of Magog, who was called upon by God to conquer the land of Israel. Gog is a descendant of Joel, chief prince of the tribes of Meshech, and Tubal in the land of Magog. And with great coalition of forces from throughout the world, Gog and his entire army invade Israel like, quote, a cloud covering the earth, end quote, and they plunder and loot the cities. God, in response, sends terrible natural disasters that will destroy Gog and his forces. The defeat of Gog demonstrates the greatness and holiness of God and restores good relations between God and his people. A lot of Christians and others today identify Gog and Magog with countries like Russia and China and with the West. In, in essence, Israel's not technically in the West, but they, they identify Israel with the West and the U.S. versus Russia and China like it's some kind of pay-per-view fight. But th- this is something I've heard for a really long time. This is what a lot of Christians, a lot of religious-minded people believe, that this is going to be the final battle, the judgment, the end of the world, where the forces of evil are conquered and have swords thrust through them like the Aleph, like St. Michael the Archangel conquering that ancient serpent in Revelation. And then to top it all off, <laughs> if you didn't think that the week could end any more terrifying, uh, terrifyingly scary, spooky, weird, paranormal, supernatural, whatever. And for the record, I don't think that this stuff is necessarily scary. I mean, it can be kind of frightful, and it's just kind of like a wake-up call to realize there's so many supernatural forces, so many energies that are just the undercurrents of everything we experience and interact with from the colors of blue and yellow and green to the Z, to the trident, to Zeus, to the to the archangel Michael, a statue bleeding in Colorado the night before Putin invades or enters into Ukraine. And in Ukraine, the patron saint of Kiev is St. Michael the Archangel, who's on the coat of arms for the Ukrainian capital. I mean, if you don't think it could get any stranger, more dangerous, or potentially more, more wild, well, you're wrong, because an ancient Japanese, quote, killing stone, end quote, said to contain an evil demon 
has cracked open. This rock supposedly has secured the demon. They should have used um, those vessels that King Solomon used. Uh, but then again, a rock is natural, so maybe the, you know, the Japanese probably have this right. Uh, they imprisoned, supposedly, in this volcanic rock called a Seshho Sheke, the nine-tailed fox, Tamomo Nomai, Tomomo Namai. The demon apparently took the form of a beautiful woman who was part of a plot to kill Emperor Toba, ruler of Japan from 1107 to 1123. So they imprisoned Tomomo Nomai, the nine-tailed fox, into this volcanic rock. They called it the Killing Stone, and it's finally cracked open after almost a thousand years. And of course, you know, people are worried that this is going to bring even more evil into the world. I think this is interesting. I don't speak Japanese, although like, um, like if I, it's weird for me for some languages, they just like make sense. Like German kind of makes sense. It's similar to English anyway. Spanish makes no sense to me. I like, it doesn't, I don't process it. Russian makes no sense to me. Um, Japanese kind of makes sense to me. Like I, I get some words and they, they make, I think it's cause it's like so unique, but I mean, every language is unique. So I really can't say that. But to, to me, like I can get a little bit of Japanese. So Tamomo Namai is, well, it's kind of similar to Mandarin because in Mandarin, Momo is the devil. M-O means devil, demon. So Tamamo Namai, which apparently means nine-tailed fox in Japanese. In, in, in Chinese, it's Momo, it's the devil. And so, I mean, there, maybe there's some relationship there in the etymology. Um, but according to the mythology, the volcanic rock called Shesho Sakai is home to Tamomo Namai, the nine-tailed fox, the demon appearing as a beautiful woman. Remember Momo as the beautiful woman who's been distorted? Like the, I think it's Slavic, the Baba Yaga, the legs of the chicken, the devil. You know what's going on in some Slavic countries right now? The devil, Baba Yaga, oh boy. <laughs> I don't know, I might need to, I might need to go this weekend and just kind of regroup <laughs> and come back and, I don't know, maybe I just should just take a, take a week off to not talk about any of this stuff because this is, I mean, this is really, really just, I don't, I, at this point, I don't even know, you know, I mean, for those of you who don't know much about geography, I mean, Russia, Belarus, Poland, Ukraine, Slovakia, and these are, these are the Slavic nations. And one of the Slavic legends is the Baba Yaga, the woman, uh, spell it Baba Jaga or Baba Yaga. It's a supernatural being who appears as a deformed and or ferocious looking woman. In Russian fairy tales, Baba Yaga flies around in a mortar, wields a pestle, and dwells deep in the forest in a hut, standing on chicken legs. So this is like Hansel and Gretel. And this is the chicken legs of the devil through medieval imagery of the devil. The Baba Yaga, this distorted woman, she can appear as beautiful. The lady of the woods, like the man of the woods, slender man, right? Slim Shady. Slim Shadow. Talked about that many times. I have all of this information in my book, The Technological Elixir, and this really should be the crescendo for the secret teachings this week. We have hit on some things that are just mind-blowing. 
and jaw dropping. And I'm just, I'm so excited to, to be able to present this stuff to you Monday through Friday. I don't make a lot of money doing this. I make like 800 bucks a month and that's basically what I live on. So I guess I'm technically living below the poverty line, but I can do this for a living and I'm, I'm more than thrilled about that. So if you've got the Baba Yaga, which is Momo, the deformed woman, and the Tamamo Namai in the Sheso Sakai, the Sheso Sakai broke open the killing stone that's concealed this demon for a thousand years, the Japanese believe. The Tamamo Namai, this beautiful woman, was concealed in it as part of a plot to kill the Emperor Toba um, almost a thousand years ago. So they concealed the demon in the rock. And the Tamomo Namai in Mandarin, Momo means devil. And the devil is this distorted woman, the Momo, or the Baba Yaga. And the Baba Yaga is from Slavic folklore. So this is just, <laughs> this is wild. Because basically what you have from the Z to the trident, from the blue and yellow to green, the sword and the serpent, alchemy, transmutation, involution, evolution, St. Michael the Archangel, the patron saint of Kiev, on the coat of arms for Kiev, like the trident on the coat of arms for Ukraine, is bleeding from the head in the form of a statue in Colorado the night before Russia goes into Ukraine with those Zs on their tank, the sword and the serpent, the Z, Zeus, electricity, the waters, the emotions, the currents, as in currency, energy, that the trident controls, the emotions, the water, the currents, the energy, the emotions. The Z is the sword, the serpent. The sword pierces the serpent, as in Revelation, St. Michael, the archangel. And now from Slavic folklore, the Baba Yaga, in etymological terms, is free from the killing stone in Japan. And the Baba Yaga is roaming around those Slavic forests looking to devour the innocent, the demon, on the loose. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And I hope that you have your mind blowing on this show Monday through Friday. If you enjoy this show, please, 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 Subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Grab a copy of one of my books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. Check us out on Patreon. Grab one of our Tree of Life t-shirts, the new design on TeePublic. If you really want to support us financially, though, grab a book. Subscribe to the show the ad-free archive, the montages and all that. Please leave us a review on the mini radio and podcast players. I hope that you stay safe this weekend. I hope that you stay informed. I hope that you stay healthy. And I hope that this show doesn't freak you out because that is sincerely not my intention. But I mean, St. Michael, the Archangel, the Tamamo, the Baba Yaga, the Slavic tradition, Ukraine, Russia, Eastern Europe. I mean, this is... This is really something. Tell your friends about the show. Share the show on social media. Share the links to the show. Share the RSS feed. Spread us everywhere. Thank you for your support. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Have a great weekend. I know I'm going to have a great weekend. I'm going to see Shin Yun tomorrow. Going to go shooting on Sunday. 
shoot the uh, the new AR and uh, probably cook some uh, some really nice meals. Just kind of hang out, relax, and read. I hope you guys can do the same thing. Again, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. The music, White Bat Audio, the network, the Fringe FM. Stay tuned to the Fringe.